Doobie doobie doo. Error, error. You want me to get everyone's attention? Okay, class, if you could hear me clap once. You hear me clap twice. You suckers will do fucking anything I tell you. I didn't do it. I didn't clap once. Oh, man, he's the he's rebel. He's the only free thinker in this room. Oh, man. All, all the rest of you are fucking lemmings. Lemmings thing is not true. It's not. No, it's not. Well, no, that was that was actually real people in lemming costumes. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like they uh, actually like led a whole herd of lemmings like off a cliff for like a nature documentary? That sounds yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, right. yeah. It, it was staged. It was staged. I was only half joking. Uh, my, don't, uh, don't touch my beverages. My mic cord is just like slightly too short. That's that's a. But that's I think a it's just YP. kind of a here, here, that's let's, a let's, let's switch mics. Oh yeah. Hi, there we go. Yeah, uh, volume up. Vo- volume up. I can't it's, do that. Uh, I can do Chris, that. Chris, you want to yeah, give us yeah, volume Chris, up? I, I shouldn't be near that thing. We only spent an hour troubleshooting yeah, this setup. Yeah, so. it should be fine. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Air, air, one, two, uh, one, two. How's that sound? Good? Okay. That's good. All right, that's good, okay. honey. <laughs> but I'm Ooh. the Yankee Doodle boy. You are the Yankee. Did you know check, that check. Yankee Doodle was written in Albany? Yes. Just one of the many things I learned in the book report that you guys are all about to see. Hell yeah. Uh, I and that to... shit is macaroni. Yeah, you bet it is. Where, where's... Uh, where, 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 Google where Chrome. Are we Google Chrome. There, there we you go. go. Okay, we're ready. We're ready to go. Okay. okay. There we go. <laughs> okay, I have to do this so I don't block the screen. Okay. I think you can sit regular. No, I, th- I think this is cooler. Okay. <laughs> you know this is last... About an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sitting sideways. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Yeah, back thank you. Yeah. Really nice to have you all here. Woo! Um, so we're doing this because this is our fourth year anniversary. Aww. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. A lot longer than I had expected uh, this to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a long-running joke. If you yeah. don't, if you if you don't know our origin story, uh, we were at Rachel Carter's birthday party. I'll never forget it. Represent. She's not here, but oh, she's well. fantastic. I'm representing on behalf. She, she's not representing herself. Um, and Chris just came up to us and was like, "We should do a podcast." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And that, and that's about as much as we thought it through. Yeah. yeah. And so we got together and we recorded a show and it was terrible. You can still listen to it, unfortunately. It's on the internet. Um, <laughs> and then we did another and another and they got better and we got better. And now it's four years later. And I think we do a pretty good show. Yeah, Woo! I think yeah. so. Yeah. There's, it's fun. There's approximately 800 of you weirdos that listen to us every week. And we love you and we respect every one of you. Not every one of you, most of you. We don't have to respect all of you. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I just want to say thanks to everybody who listens and supports us, and we're just eternally grateful to you for letting us um, do this silly little show. So thank yeah. you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Tonight we are going to be discussing a really important topic. We're going to be talking about ghouls of the capital region. These are. I shouldn't have got them started. That's my fault. These are some of the worst of the worst. We're going to be discussing four historical figures. Um, and uh, yeah, so thanks for coming to our TED Talk, and we hope you enjoy. Ah. First up is Henry Hudson. Or as I say, Henry Budson, because 
That guy smoked a lot of weed, you know what I'm saying? He didn't. He didn't. No. You don't know. He should have. Maybe it would have chilled him out and he would have killed fewer indigenous peoples. Could yeah, you... pr- it probably would have taken his ambitions down just a little bit. And a wee bit. Do you there that would, would have been be fewer good for things the world. named after him <laughs> yeah. had he done that. True indeed. Could you imagine smoking weed with that collar? <laughs> <laughs> like that Shakespeare collar, you get ash on it. Yeah, you just drop a like, cherry yeah, and light on fire. Yeah, you just like you're instantly on fire. You know, like none of the none of the, clo- none of the clothes are flame retardant. In like what was that the the 16th century? Right? Well, f- 1565. Yeah, 1565. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 16th, 17th century. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. It's true. So Henry Hudson was English. Boo. Boo. You know how we feel about the English here. Um, <laughs> he did explore parts of the northeastern U.S. and Canada on behalf of the Muscovy and Dutch East India companies. Boo. We don't like those. We don't like those either. Sometimes the historical records call him William for some reason. I, I, I don't know why. Man's so ni- nice. They named him twice. <laughs> Um, not very much is known about his early life. We mostly know about his voyages um, because he was doing the thing that was most coveted at the time, which was searching for a northeast passage to northern China, which would look kind of like this. You would see it would be leaving Europe and then traveling north into the Arctic Circle before rounding Russia and Siberia and then um, reaching northern China. And trade routes were really, really important at the time. So that that was his it was every explorer's goal at the time, really, was getting to China. The and now it's finally shit. open. Yeah, right. Yeah, now, yeah. now we can get there anytime we yeah, want. Yeah, we just had to wait 500 years. Yeah. And nothing bad has uh, resulted from that ease, ease and ability. <laughs> that map looks like shit. Here's, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, it's what the world looked like in 1598. I was trying to show... Look, I was trying to be historically accurate. Yeah, I'm just saying, back then, they made shit maps. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You can't win. With look at, look at South America. That's, it looks nothing like that. It looks like a chicken nugget. Yeah. It does look like a chicken nugget. They got Africa pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But in, t- in typical Euro- European fashion, they made it too small. A little yeah. too small. Yeah. They're like, eh, no, but there's nothing wrong with that. Euro- Europe's just as big as Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liars. Oh, God. Here's Henry uh, perusing a modern world map for some reason. I guess this is just artistic license, but there's a lot of really fun animations of Henry Hudson that you can find on the internet. Um, All of the images in this presentation are a result of me typing in a keyword in Google Images and then just scrolling for pages and pages and trying (laughs) to find anything that looks remotely funny, like this uh, free clip art by Philip Martin. So this is... Henry Hudson's first expedition in 1607, he was traveling for the English Muscovy Trading Company. Um, and his ship, the Hopewell, was crewed by 10 men and one boy. <laughs> Very special. Sus. A little sus. Pretty sus. A little sus. What was that boy doing there? Um, they <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like the bat boy. Uh, oh, uh, that's baseball. actually a lot more wholesome. Yeah, yeah. It's he a different Let's mature for his age. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, and he was mature for his age. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, God. All right. The Hopewell reached Greenland after 13 days at sea. They kind of piddled around Greenland and, like, the northern Norwegian islands until um, packed ice forced them to turn south again. So they did. While they were there, they saw a shit ton of whales. (laughs) (laughs) Many believe 
that the observations recorded in his logs had a direct impact on the the explosion of the whaling industry in this region. So Boo. he's already off to a terrible ter- terrible start Boo. here. Yeah, motherfuckers were like, "Hey, I bet there's something inside that that'd be good for perfume." <laughs> Let's crack open its yeah, skull and yeah, see what's inside. Yeah. I could run a couple lamps off of that thing. <laughs> I could set this whole fucker on fire. Look at it. It's so big. He set the whole thing on fire. Oh, and then roll around in it so I smell like it. <laughs> what the fuck? It doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, ambergris actually smells horrible. Yeah. It's about the stickiness. It's the stickiness. It's the stickiness of Isn't the Isn't it smell. always, though? Yeah. yeah. That's why they use it. But so they can re- replace the shitty smell with a good smell? No, like yeah, it like makes the um, the the smell stick around longer. Uh huh. And it's because uh, uh, whales have very good memory, and so the ambergris is what makes memories. <laughs> You're thinking sticky. of elephants. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Okay. Well, they're sort of the they're elephants of the sea. Elephants are the. <laughs> are the- <laughs> So in the summer of 1608, uh, Hudson sets off on a voyage to northern Russia, and, the, and they reach the island of Novaya Zemlya. And because there was so much sun in the summer months, it was believed that the Arctic ice would melt. But guess what? It didn't. They <laughs> hit packed ice, and they had to turn back. This is going to be a theme. Yeah. It's like a 100-foot thick ice shelf. They're like, yeah, yeah that'll melt and, in a, and mo- a couple And global hadn't even kicked in yet. Like, the yeah. Industrial Revolution had barely started, so we hadn't started melting any of that shit yeah. yet. <laughs> And they just like think it's like you're warming up your Kia Sentra, and you're just like, yeah, the, the ice will melt off the off the windshield. <laughs> it'll melt. It's fine. That's how just you let destroy it, your transmission. Just let it run, let it run for a little while. And then in April of 1609, they funded uh, this motherfucker again, 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 again. <laughs> So uh, th- then he was hired by the Dutch East India Company to again try to find passage to Asia. Asia. This is this red line. That sort of goes up all the way to the North Cape and then comes back down. So um, they were traveling aboard the Halve Main, which means half moon in Dutch. And I'm sorry, but Dutch, not a real language. Not real, not real language. <laughs> not a real language, folks. Halve Main. They just copied us. It's sad. It's sad, really. <laughs> Hudson was told to seek passage north and east to go past Russia. But again, what happened, folks? Packed he was turned ice. away by packed ice. Yeah. He was turned away by packed ice. So he just this time he just went rogue and went to America. He was like, "Fuck it, we're we're let's be kings, let's be legends." Let's they go it. all the way to fucking America. They sail from Amsterdam to the Arctic Circle, and then they go to Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. Um, and here is the Americas according to explorers at the time. So this is what the continent looks like. And like right around here is where you can see that this was the suspected location of some kind of northwest passage to Asia. So that's what they're looking for. Either that or a pot of gold. Or a pot of gold. Not many rainbows in the Arctic. Or the, or the hole that gets you to the center of the earth where there's a second earth inside of the first earth. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Science. Also be there. Facts. Right yeah. by giant Native Americans. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they landed in Nova Scotia where they encountered indigenous peoples. And on July 25th, 1609, they came upon a village. And at that time, 12 men from the Halve, Maine, went ashore with muskets and small cannons, assaulting the village and driving away the natives, taking their boat, their pelts, and various other trade goods. Here you can see some revisionist depictions of Hudson's (laughs) interactions with indigenous people. 
um, they didn't do a very good job of capturing the reality of these kinds of interactions. Yeah, yeah I like this one where like the guy on shore is like, look at all the shit we have. Look come, at all this. Come and take it, and please. Then, and then the guy in the boat's like, oh my god, I love that shit. That's so great. I'm so glad you have all that shit. I mean, like, these Let's pull out with all these resources. These motherfuckers were obviously, like, you know, evil-hearted uh, to just, like, go ahead and assault a bunch of people, but also just, like, bold as fuck. There were, like, 12 of them. They yeah. had muskets and cannon. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. enough to it's, make yeah, an impression. It's tough but. to compete with muskets and cannons. Yeah. yeah. 12 against literally everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Don't let your dreams be dreams. It's true. That's what you can learn from yeah. Henry Hudson. Don't yeah. let your dreams be dreams. Um, so then they sailed to Cape Cod and Chesapeake Bay, eventually going back north to what would be named the Hudson River. We know it was named that as early as 1740. Very coincidental. I also love this, this <laughs> map shows convenient. Albany uh, at the Canada border. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll notice that a accurate. lot of things in Highly this period accurate. get called Albany that aren't pro- that probably aren't Albany. We'll it was see that all Albany. <laughs> 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 Oh boy. Um, let's see. They, they, along the way, they had various interactions with the dig- indigenous peoples. Here's a really low quality depiction of an incident <laughs> when the, the, crew, the crew of the Hal Maine grew suspicious of some Muncie people. This is in the Chesapeake Bay, and they chased them away from the ship. The Muncie replied by attacking the sailors with bows and arrows, killing one of them with an arrow to the neck, as you can see in, again, this very low-quality depiction. He's like, oh, damn it. Oh, no, my neck. Um, The crew, like, also abducted some natives. I mean, the the story's, like, not super clear, but basically it was a real, like, shit show. Um, Anyway, they did make it as far as Albany. They traded with the Mohicans. We have documentation of that. They introduced them to alcohol and disease. We love that for them. Cool, yeah. America... And then according to the historical records, at Albany, the river narrowed and became more shallow, was impassable. But it's very likely that they reached Troy, right? Troy is very well known for being the point at which the Hudson becomes too narrow and shallow for shipping vessels to continue. So it's yeah. it was, it was probably Troy. Yeah. This is Troy erasure, basically, by the historical documents. <laughs> um, <laughs> this geography turned that motherfucker around. Yeah, and we exactly, did it. Exactly, that, we repelled. Think, you know, yeah. Troy deserves a round of applause. Troy, yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit. As effective as packed ice. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's a good slogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than Troy, Troy. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Just, just Troy impacted. <laughs> oh God. So then they made it to Manhattan um, in early October, and Hudson wanted to overwinter and continue exploring. Um, he just really was thirsty as fuck. But the crew was like, "No, dude, we're going home. We are tired." We have been fighting with Indians for like a year. We're exhausted. Let's go home. So they turned back to England. Hudson actually was detained by authorities who wanted his log because, again, this trade route to China that didn't go over land or around the Cape of Africa was so valuable. So he was actually detained by English authorities, somehow managed to pass the log off to the Dutch uh, ambassador. And so for that reason, he was rehired by the Dutch. Um but then in April of 1610, actually, the British East India Company scooped him up and they put him on the Discovery. That's this blue line here that you see that goes over the top. Um, 
And so they made it to Iceland. They rounded the southern tip of Greenland, and then they entered the Hudson Strait. Again, very coincidental. It was named the Hudson Strait. Weird. Um, And made it in northern Labrador. Uh, Which, hey, any Alone fans in the audience? Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Labrador. They've done a couple of seasons in Labrador. That shit is bleak. And that's like in 2020 uh, climate change bleak. Like, I can only imagine how hard it was on hardtack and... The vittles that had, you know, been uh, stored for what months? All you have is pelts that you stole from Indians. (laughs) That's all you have. Eating eating Gary who got hit in the neck with an arrow. (laughs) Poor Gary. Well, you know, you don't let it. Never let a good man go to waste. Yeah, right. That's, that's true. Probably, that's yeah. true. I mean, he's probably like he's got like a, actually a name like Eric with like three Ks or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they followed the southern coast of the Hudson Bay, as you can see here, um, and they believed that finally, maybe, possibly, they had found this much vaunted passage um, to northern China, but. <laughs> They explored for months and months and were ultimately disappointed. In November, the ship became trapped in ice in James Bay, and so they moved ashore to winter over in James Bay for the next few months. Spring of 1611, the ice finally clears, and Hudson says to his crew, let's keep going. <laughs> Come on, let's keep going. We're Come almost on. there. It's right around the corner. And the crew right says, fuck corner. you, no. <laughs> So the crew mutinies in June of 1611. Hudson, his teenage son John, and seven crewmen who were either ill or loyal to Hudson Hudson were set adrift from Discovery in a small boat marooned in the Hudson Bay, never to be seen again. Oh, man, he's got that Rasputin-ass beard. Doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. he look like shit here? Yeah, it looks like absolute dog <laughs> they shit. They had just wintered over, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's been a tough. It's been a tough. And the and the, and the guy on bottom left there is like, I I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked. Hey, but for all his crimes, he fed some fishes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's good Maybe. Point. Well, we don't know or, what happened to him. Or birds, probably seabirds. <laughs> birds, yeah, yeah, birds. Um, but Hudson, Henry Hudson lives on in the many things named after him, including the Hudson Bay, the Hudson Strait, the Hudson River, the Hudson Valley, and the city of Hudson, which we love, as well as child uh, historical reenactors, <laughs> as well as a Pokemon card on an obscure website called mypokecard.com, as well as a coloring book website called thecolor.com, and here is my... Depiction of Henry Hudson hey, based good job, on good job. color.com. Yeah. That's, you really that's uh, colored inside the lines there. I think I really captured his eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brown. He's not a bad looking dude. He really isn't. So that's Henry Hudson. That's Henry Hudson. Boo. 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 We hate you. Next up for our ghouls of the capital region is the Van Rensselaers. Woo! so the van rensselaer family was a prominent dutch family in the 17th 18th and 19th centuries Um, they migrated from the netherlands in the 1580s and settled all throughout the capital district naming the region new netherland as you can see here very original (laughs) (laughs) we're going to see a lot of originality with the van rensselaers they operated under the Patroon system. Oh, oh shit, sorry. The, uh, this is actually a picture of a fancy restaurant in New York City that is for some fucking reason named Patroon. <laughs> what is it's wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people? 
is wrong with these people? Okay, so no, the, no, the patroon system. Um, so the patroon system was a series of large land holdings that operated under a feudal system. So peasants owed labor, goods, and military service to a lord, and in return, the lord, you know, let them live. Um, Rensselaer, Rensel, Rensselaer's Witch, Rensselaer's Witch. Yeah, any Dutch in the audience? <laughs> how, how the fuck do you pronounce that? Rensselaerswick was the Rensselaerwick. No S. Rensselaerswick. Rensselaerswick. It's not important. Is it's it? really not important. <laughs> it's really not important. Again, We're all right. yeah, everyone's right, and it's a made-up language. <laughs> copy does yeah but look at that rhombus right it's a nice rhombus they had a lot of respect for shapes when they drew their lines great shape Rensselaerswick was the largest and the most successful patroonship in New Netherland it was established by Killian van Rensselaer and then later held by Johannes John Baptiste Killian Killian Jeremiah Stephen 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 and Stephen <laughs> he's the saddest Stephen. Yeah, by the he time they the got to the, yeah. well, he's the one who watched it all crumble. Yeah, so. yeah. By yeah. the time you get to the fourth of anything, it's a spent force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, whereas you know, you go back here to to this guy. He's like, yeah, you know, that, that skinny waist and you know, like kind of like a. This guy looks like kind of fills out below a little bit. He's wayfish with a booty. Yeah, <laughs> what's yeah? What's in the box? That's what I want. Ooh, yeah. What is in the what box? What is in the box? Ooh. The ears of tenants who didn't pay their four-pack <laughs> fouls. Yikes. Uh, and then he looks like um, Dwight. That's <laughs> 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 kind of like a, like, a, like a Dwight forehead thing. Like, like in, yeah. in, yeah. in the T-zone. Very combed, very yeah, combed yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, so that guy was real fucked up. Um, n- no notes. Uh, <laughs> okay, they got to do- this guy's generation. Looks, this guy's hot. I think yeah. this. I think he's the he, he, wood. He was, he's he not bad. The, yeah, he was wood, like the nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? Wood. Wood. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you he go. looks like he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a man that's confident in his Stephenness. Uh, uggo. Yeah. And Total then, uggo. This pe- piece of shit. Absolute piece. Of Total shit. uggo. Spent force. Um, so you may know the Van Rensselaers thanks to the anti-rent war. And the anti-rent war began with the death of Stephen III, who was known the as a very le- the hottie, who was known as a very lenient and benevolent landowner. But despite his lenience and his benevolence, he told his heirs because his estate was deeply in debt at the time of his death. He told his heirs to collect all of his old debts. Now the tenants had believed. That, his, that their debts would be forgiven upon his death. Again, lenient, benevolent, all that shit. Um, but they weren't. And so, as a result, between twenty five and 60,000 tenants revolted against the Van Rensselaers. So he, he wasn't, like, benevolent. He just was afraid of confrontation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another reason for wood. Yeah, right, yeah. We love a soft boy. <laughs> Um, their first meeting was held at the top of the Helderberg Mountains in Bern on July 4th, 1839. They issued a declaration. This is badass. We will take up the ball of the revolution where our father stopped it and roll it to the final consummation of freedom and independence of the masses. Hell yeah! yeah. yeah. Let's consummate, consummate that, that ball. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> the tenants refused yeah. to pay their leases. Uh, they dressed it as calico Indians. Calico refers to the type of cloth that they wore, by the way, in case you're curious. 
Um, they engaged in guerrilla warfare with tax collectors and law enforcement and even tarred and feathered their enemies as they moved through the countryside. The Blue whole shows. Calico Indian thing didn't age well. Let's no, be real. No. It didn't age well. But Not how quite. could they have known? No. They couldn't have known. <laughs> the, uh, man. That looks pretty terrifying, to be yeah, honest. It does. That, it looks like that looks like an A twenty four movie. Yeah, this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, they look like belong in an A twenty four movie. Yeah, this is like this is like Midsummer, Hereditary yeah, or some shit. The Witcher, the 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 Witch. The <laughs> right, right. Yes. Now, the New York Constitution of eighteen sixty four, as a direct result of the anti rent war, added protections for tenants. It abolished the feudal system. It outlawed leases longer than 12 years. And because of that, all the last patroon ships dissolved and were sold off. But to this very day, a small number of parcels in Rensselaer County technically remain in the patroonship of the Van Rensselaers. Now, now, the 1864 Constitution makes it impossible to lay claim to these lands. You can't collect rent on them. But if you pay rent in the Capital District, just be glad that it doesn't include four fat fowl. Because that would be really inconvenient. Where are you going to find four fat fowl? I can't say that over Venmo. No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for picking that up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saved it. You saved it. Uh, 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 We make an app called like Chicken, right? Because there's no no e no e. Yeah, and uh, and it allows you to send a chicken. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so that's what it's called. Well, it's the competitors. You can do, use either chicken or pakak. Depends yeah. on what your landlord, yeah. what your patroon accepts. Yeah. You know. Yeah, pakak will let you uh, trade chicken into bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, you have to convert it into the d- native digital currency, clucks. <laughs> And it's 40 clucks per Bitcoin. <laughs> Those are some pretty expensive clucks. Yeah, yeah. Cl- a cluck is worth like, you know, like, yeah, what, like $8,000? Like $8, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, I, I've put all of our savings into clucks. <laughs> no. I made a horrible mistake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I made a horrible mistake. You transferred it from the Dogecoin? Yes. <laughs> that was just about to take off. <laughs> Told you to hodl. <laughs> I diversified into Iraqi dinars. It's fine. <laughs> it's Iraqi dinars, clucks. <laughs> Today, the Van Rensselaer legacy lives on in tax dodger and military contractor RPI. <laughs> as well as Van Rensselaer Manor, which is a nursing home that Cuomo ordered to take in COVID patients, testing positive until hero of Van Rensselaer <laughs> County, Steve McLaughlin, stepped in. Now, Thank you. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. Thank you. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Believe in Steve. Believe, Believe in Steve. Steve. Believe in Steve. Yeah, I think the audience is now, turning against us. I know. It seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Now, we aren't covering Steve here because you can go to our Patreon and listen to a full episode on the life and times of Steve McLaughlin. If you're so interested, a dollar a month will get you so much bonus content. But in his honor, we do present to you the Boss Baby Interlude. That's what I want. Defy me. Go ahead. Not the boss of the whole fucking county. I run the fucking show around here. We've taken full fucking body shots, head shots, everything else. You? Nothing. You want to play some political fucking hardball? I'll show you political fucking hardball. 
politics is fucking hard. In this county, it's fucking harder. With the uninitiated, that is uh, actual audio uh, of um, our boy Steve uh, dressing down Tom Real. For, Tom Real. Uh, Tom Real, yeah. depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah. just uh, being the Republican candidate and uh, sucking. Absolutely. <laughs> Next up, we know him, we love him. He's Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, uh, based, we believe, on the life of Samuel Wilson, 1766 to 1854, who was a meat packer, but more importantly, a war profiteer. At the age of 14, Samuel Wilson enlisted in the Continental Army, so he was always a bootlicker. He cared for cattle, he mended fences, he slaughtered animals, and he packaged meat for the Continental Army. I'm sorry, even the Revolutionary War, if you join, you're a bootlicker. I don't know what to tell you. A, a cab includes Revolutionary a- War. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the, the original, the real Sam Wilson um, has no arm definition. Like, like, look at that. Yeah, compared to that. Sad. Oof. He's all arm. Sad. Oof. Downgrade. <laughs> At age 22, he walked from Arlington, Massachusetts to Troy, New York, which, as you can see here, would be a 58-hour walk. Come on. So you got to assume you overnight twice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking try hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the, among the first to settle in Troy. Just, to t- just take 90. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wilson started several successful businesses in Troy, including the first native brick-making in Troy... Because before that, it was shipped in from the Netherlands. He dug clay out of his backyard and made the famous Troy bricks that now uh, some random artist in Troy sells impressions of for like 20 bucks a piece. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I actually lived like about 100 feet from where this guy used to live. Mm-hmm. And you can still find clay. Uh, you know, local listeners, uh, go find it out. It's right at the base in the slope of Prospect Park. Um, huh. So, pretty Go dope. get you some clay. Yeah. yeah. Make yeah. your own bricks. What's stopping you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's stopping you. Can you imagine being the last guy to bring bricks over from the Netherlands? <laughs> <laughs> and... And you get there, and everyone's just, like, pulling bricks out of the fucking ground. And they're like, oh, no, we don't need those anymore. Oh, that makes, that yeah, makes sense, like, I guess. Oh. Wait, they got clay here? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I so that clay sucks. That clay mistake. sucks. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, Uncle Sam, Sam Wilson, was also actually a village employee. He was the pathmaster. Today we know that as road commissioner, but tell me, what sounds more badass, pathmaster or road commissioner? Seriously. Pathmaster, come on, come on, it's not even close, it's not even close. I'm the pathmaster. Path <laughs> you can I, you pathmaster. <laughs> then comes the War of 1812, as depicted here in this illustration. Very historically accurate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wait, Sam, didn't like the British win the War of eighteen twelve? Didn't they burn the motherfucking White House down? That, that that should mean you win. Yeah, I think I think right? that's like you know getting checkmate, right? Yeah, I, you would think. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But you know what? We're still a country, and what are they? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they used to be a country. Yeah, they're, pro- not, a country. A country. they're not even a country, a country anymore. They don't even have yeah. a country anymore. Note the wide set eyes of of the British. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I didn't say anything. That's all I said. 
So Sam Wilson's uh, meatpacking plant, which he had at the intersection of Congress and Jefferson Street, provided the U.S. Army with pork and beef. Um, and Sam actually later became the Army's meat inspector. Yeah, nice. pathmaster nice. and meat inspector. Yeah. yeah. Now most Quite of Sam's titles. meat was sent to the soldiers in Greenbush. <laughs> he sent his meat to Bush. <laughs> Did he sent his meat to the Green Bush? <laughs> Where they became acquainted with Wilson, and supposedly, supposedly, they gave him and his meat the nickname Uncle Sam. Over time, army property that was stamped with U.S. became linked to Wilson's name. So Uncle Sam became a figure of speech that was like a stand-in for United States. Um, now, while Samuel Wilson's time as a war profiteer was most certainly bad, his legacy as Uncle Sam has caused considerably more damage. He's become the manifestation of patriotism and duty to country. His image was used in the famous I Want You poster in World Wars One and Two. It was used to recruit soldiers and also to sell war bonds. The guy, you're, you're the, right. one on, the one on the right, man. Well, they got very different attitudes, well, different audiences. He's, you got, got, he's got his hands got, on his hips like, yeah. oh, I, you better go into the army. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that one, he's saying like, hey, like, I know you're not going to fight, but like, Come on, shouldn't you shouldn't shouldn't you chip in? Look, right. you're too much of a pussy to go to war. We yeah. get it, we get it. But you give us a little bit of money. Come on. Uh, you're definitely a pussy if you get like browbeaten by a guy that looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Ooh, you better do it. Hats were really powerful back then. Yeah, That's true. They, yeah, and that beards. Might, yeah, yeah, that might have done beards. it. That might have done it. So yeah, he was famous for these propaganda posters, but also famous for like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of weed. I want to talk to Uncle Samson. Fly me to the moon. I don't know why Uncle Sam became so powerfully and close. Do you see this t-shirt that says, I want you to chill, bro? (laughs) If you find this t-shirt in the wild and you buy it for me, I'll pay you double. I'm just saying... I don't understand why Uncle Sam became so closely associated with weed, but he did. So that is Samuel Wilson, Uncle Sam, ghoul of the Capitol region. Last, but most certainly not least, we have Elise Stefanik. Elise Stefanik was born July 2nd, 1984 in Albany. Keep that in mind. She is a cancer in both the zodiac sense and the metastasized sense. <laughs> she is representative of New York's 21st congressional district, which covers <gasps> Clinton, Franklin, St. Lawrence, Lewis, Hamilton, Essex, Warren, Washington, Fulton, Herkimer, Montgomery, Schoharie, and parts of Jefferson, Rensselaer, and Otsego counties. It is a big fucking, it is one of the biggest districts on the East Coast, a huge fucking congressional district. Here you can see Stefanik in the Albany Times Union. <laughs> she's on the far right, as oh. is appropriate. Oh. Uh, and she's participating in an anti-smoking campaign because she was always a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she reaching for that cigarette's dick? <laughs> Look, this isn't Lauren, Lauren Bobert. Okay? <laughs> That's a different congressional representative you're thinking of. Uh, yeah. now, at the that, tender- would be, that, would, that would be a step up. I'm just saying. Well, we, we no, have you seen Elise Stefanik lately? No. Yeah, oh. she... Okay. Lauren Bobert's way hotter than Elise Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a step oh, up. Oh, okay, we sorry, okay, get... okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. Now, at the tender age of 14, Elise Stefanik told the Times Union for a story about Republican Senator Alphonse D'Amato, quote, I support the Republican view. She smiled as she held her signed copy of 
and I'm serious, power, pasta, and politics. <laughs> the world according to Senator Al D'Amato. Al D'Amato is famous for getting kicked off of a JetBlue fight for arguing with the captain and engaging in the Italian tradition of yelling and swearing at his wife as she recovered from surgery in a hospital bed. <laughs> I originally considered including the audio from that exchange, but as you can imagine, I, it was a little problematic. Yeah, so it's it just in. cruel. You it's just it cruel. He's a fucking asshole who wrote a book called Power, Pasta, and Politics. So, <laughs> so you know, it kind of cancels each other out. You yeah, know, yeah, I want yeah. yeah. Elise graduated from the very prestigious prep school, Albany Academy for Girls, and then went on to Harvard College, where she got her degree in government and received an honorable mention for the Women's Leadership Award, which is... Very elite. It's what losers get. <laughs> honorable yeah. mention? Yeah. Loser shit. Sorry. Yeah. You're a loser. After that, she after graduation, she joined the Bush administration as a staffer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great picture, right? This is low-hanging fruit for yeah, me. Yeah, this was yeah. low-hanging fruit. Again, Google Can't image not. search. Cannot. Um, she, in 2009, she created the blog American Maggie. David, tell us what Maggie is short for. Margaret Thatcher. It's short for Margaret, Margaret. Thatcher. American Boo. Maggie. Boo. 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 Now, you can't find American Maggie anymore. Unless you do what I do if you're a sicko, which is go on archive.org and go to the Wayback Machine yeah. and type in AmericanMaggie.com and read everything that's on the fucking website. Because that's what I did. It describes itself as, quote, an online platform for conservative and Republican women to share innovative political and public policy ideas and commentary. Foremost, American Maggie supports the free exchange of ideas and encourages open political discourse. More nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah, More nerd shit. Open political discourse, like, there is no alternative. American Maggie featured writers such as Jennifer Rubin, Megan McCain, Kelly Ann Conway, and Michelle Bachman, a real who's who of women Republican writers. Oh, Michelle man. Bachman, way hotter, though. Yeah. The hottest. Yeah, the, the hottest. hottest. Easily. Crazy easily. Crazy hot. Crazy hot. It's all in the eyes. Right, what is she doing these days? I hope she she's relaxing. Okay. Oh, that's good. She good left her, her husband. That's good follow, to know. Okay. Well, Good well, for her. Yeah. I'll call you guys in later. Okay, thank you. Oh, I look forward to it. Michelle Bachman's cousin, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots and lots of uh, women Republican writers. Um, would you guys like to hear an excerpt? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes, please. This is from Amanda Carey, who is such a nobody that you can't even Google her. There are 8,000 Amanda Careys. None of them stands out as this person, but... Amanda Carey wrote a film review for American Maggie, and you're probably not going to be able to guess the film until the end of the review, if then. Quote, Although in real life, no one would or could defend the tactics that the military display in this movie, the very fact that entrepreneurship is shown as being evil, immoral, and synonymous with murder is very telling. Not to mention the fact that in the end, the collective or socialistic society of the Navi Mm -hmm. succeeds. (laughs) Imagine, imagine rooting against the fucking indigenous people in Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Real are we the baddies out? Or no, it's an assertion. We aren't the baddies. We aren't right. the baddies. No. In fact, these blue red fuckers. The, the blue military reds. contractors are just entrepreneurs. Yeah. Just no entrepreneurs. big deal. 
Oh God. I gotta hang on a second. May I hit your vape? <laughs> you may, you may. Oh God. One moment, please. So after after that, uh, Elise managed Paul Ryan's debate prep for the 2012 uh, presidential debates. But then once he once he lost, she moved back to upstate New York to work at her parents' company, Premium Plywood Products, which ironically received a PPP loan <laughs> for $125,000, which was forgiven in April of 2020, of course. Small business, small business, small business, small business. Speaking of, a few short months later, Stefanik announced a run for Congress, but she was now able to market herself as a small businesswoman. Nice. She also billed herself as a native of rural North Country. Sells very well. Yeah. Remember, this bitch was born in Albany. What? What's, She's real what? salt of the earth. Oh, hold on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? No, I, no, I just, I, just uh, I like how she's looking at her man right there. That's, yeah. that's important. Uh, but the real quick, what sound do you think she's making here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. Good. I'm glad we have consensus there. That's all. Um. Because she had now spent time outside of the Beltway bubble, supposedly, <laughs> she pitched herself as a Washington outsider, despite having spent her entire adult life in either Harvard or Washington, D.C. This is the same Elise Stefanik who won her primary with more than $1 million in outside spending from Carl Rove Super PAC and hedge fund billionaire Paul Singer. Boo! You really nailed the hairline on her. On the, Thank you. Right? Isn't yeah, that good? The, in the, like the, the Great Seraph one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah that's no, great. it looks really good. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> As we'll see later, graphic design mess is my passion. <laughs> so Elise took office in 2015 as the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. Um, she entered a Republican Party establishment that was utterly dominated by old white guys, as you can see in this image. With thirsty eyes. So thirsty. <laughs> they actually Hungry all... Eyes. So they did Hungry Eyes, and then they broke out in unison to Lady in Red. <laughs> said that she hoped to change this old white man establishment kind of politics in, in D.C. That's that's what she claimed. But then in 2016, you know, she kind of danced around Trump's election. She spoke pretty critically about his many indiscretions and his kind of problematic things and his far-right talking points. But once he won, boy, howdy, <laughs> did she change her tune. Elise Stefanik became one of his most ardent defenders on the House Judiciary Committee in the lead-up to the first impeachment trial. And being a Trump ally proved very lucrative. In 2020, she ran as one of his biggest supporters. This resulted in her being catapulted to the third highest ranking Republican in the House. She was chair of the she is chair of the House Republican Conference. Liz Cheney had held that position until she was sacked for insufficient Trump support. Are those real tears? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. No, that's yeah. a real photo. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Stefanik dutifully voted to overturn the election results. By now, she had done a complete 180 from her early career <laughs> as a moderate Republican girl boss to a far-right Trump lackey. And as you can see, graphic design is, in fact, my passion. When the Nazi salute becomes uh, you know, very popular across this country again... Uh, I bet it is going to be in a situation where, like, ladies show their butt to you while they do it. <laughs> it's like, that's the TikTok thing, is like, 
It's the sign of the times. Yeah, it's like the the, 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 the thought hile. Yeah, so. You know how we like to do it. Fellas, are you ready for a wildflower? Yeah. Can't wait. Now, you're you're assuredly already familiar with the Troy heroes, Kate Mullaney and James Connolly. We could have done some kind of low-hanging fruit on like the really best people from the Capitol District. That would have been cool. If you want to hear about Kate Mullaney, we did a full episode on her early on in the show. You can find that online. Um, James Connolly, you might know that this building is named after him. So, so get over it, all right? He, 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 We're not going to do, that. do that. We're that's not going to do that. We're not yeah. going to do that. Bonus episode forthcoming. <laughs> sure, yeah, James yeah. Connolly. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead, we're going to talk about wonderful things from the Capital District. I think you guys are really going to like this, all right? <laughs> this comes from www.albany.org slash media slash amazing dash facts. Hell yeah. I trust the and shit out of that. And if you'd like to spend... 15 minutes on a Friday evening perusing something, I can't recommend it enough. Um, I have not vetted anything from this website. Nope. I don't know if these things are true. I don't know why you would expect me to know that. Um, but in any event, the first is Santa Claus. <laughs> to quote from albany.org slash media slash amazing dash facts, quote, the first celebration of the Feast of St. Nicholas in America probably originated in Albany, imported from the Netherlands. The first mention of Santa Claus anywhere in America is in the Van Rensselaer Papers in the State Education Department Collection of Historical Manuscripts. There are records of Fort Orange and Beverwick celebrating the arrival of St. Nicholas with his sleigh and reindeer coming down the chimney to put presents in children's stockings going back prior to the 1650s. Yeah, they Not stories, true facts. Yeah. True the facts. motherfucker showed up, showed out, <laughs> gave toys to the kids <laughs> on a fucking sleigh. <laughs> It's been documented. They really got the whole thing all in one go, like all of that stuff. Yeah, you know the the stockings, the 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 sleigh. And reindeer. where would Tim Allen be without Santa Claus? Yeah, it, Albany's directly responsible for the catapulting of his career. Yes, I would say. And for the uh, you know sort of uh, other a- uh, origin story of Santa, you know the uh, the the native Lapland legend of the. Uh, Amanita muscaria eating, oh, piss sharing, yes. the Santa. reindeer piss drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to go way the fuck back in our archives to hear about that one. Yeah. It's like Holy shit. That might be like the third or fourth episode Santa's we ever piss. did. It's a great episode. No, you drink the reindeer's piss. No, no, it was drink Santa's piss. That's what we call yeah, the episode. No, you, the, Santa, <laughs> no, no, because, <laughs> Santa, yeah, because Santa drinks the reindeer's piss, and then you drink Santa's, Santa's piss. piss. I yes. think that we made up that last part. No, 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 no because, because, because you have to digest. It, the, yeah. the, it digests. It, it's a sacrificial and, act to yeah. actually consume the muscaria. Because this is it not has, advice, folks. This it has is not it an is. advice show. Go do yeah, this. So you, Go do you, this. you know the red mushroom in uh, Super Mario Brothers with the white spots? So that's Amanita muscaria. If you eat that, you're going to get a ton of poisons that are going to fuck up your body. And you'll get twice as big. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll make you trip balls. And so what happens is the, uh, the, 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 the shaman would go from, like, you know, down the chimney hole of these Lapland, uh, you know, dwellings, you know, sort of huts, 
and then uh, would share his piss with the family. They'd feed No, but the, the reindeer would eat the mushrooms, and you would drink the reindeer piss. That's yeah. how it goes. It went both ways. It went both okay. ways. Because, because the, 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 the piss wouldn't make you have your organs fail. That was the sacrificial right. yeah. aspect of Santa. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us, Chris. I had forgotten all about that, but yes, that, was, that, that was, is an early Iron Weeds episode. Yeah, that was Christmas episode like four years ago. Yeah, so, yeah, that was yeah. our first Christmas episode. Sure. Uh, next up is perforated toilet paper. Friend and enemy of cats everywhere. Yes, that's right, folks. Perforated toilet paper was invented in Albany, New York. You know it. You love it. It helps you wipe your ass. You can't get enough. Get a bidet. She is angel soft. Also, the first com- plastic compound for billiard balls. Oh. I don't know what I actually thought billiard balls were made of, but for some, whatever reason, it didn't occur to me that it was plastic. Did I think that they were like rocks? Like perfectly round rocks? I don't know. I don't know what I thought. But when I read that the plastic compound for billiard balls was developed in Albany, I was like, oh, it blew my fucking mind. Same with plastics for checkers and dominoes. <laughs> and yeah, I know that this is chess. It's not checkers or dominoes. It's chess. But look at it. Look at how cute it is. Who cares? <laughs> Finally, the last wonderful thing from the capital region, passenger rail. We Yay. love it. We love to see it. I love the choo the Mohawk and Hudson River Railroad ran from the intersection of Albany's Western and Madison Avenues into downtown Schenectady. It all began here. More trains for the people. Thank you so much for joining oh, thank us. You guys. We hope you enjoyed it. You've been a wonderful audience. Happy four years, fellas. Yeah, I love so you much. both so much. Love and here's to another four. Yeah. Hey, cheers. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Yeah. cheers. Yeah, there we go.